0: The Fujicast is an independent loading zone production. You are like the collector, Kev, that has something very special in their garage, but they never put the, uh, the key in the ignition and start it up. You've got an X-T5, but it hasn't even made its way out of the box. What are you doing?
1: Oh, no, it's out of the box. Oh, the it? box is out, but All the right. camera, I've never switched. I'm going to switch it on now for the very first time. Have you charged
0: Maybe. it? Has it got a charged battery in it?
1: Well, I've got loads of batteries. I mean, it might not be charged, actually. Hang on, But put the battery in first. You're right. I turned it on. It didn't come on. I was like, hang on, what's going on? It's broke. <laughs> right there we go. Uh, no memory card. No, of course. Set the date. Uh, there he goes on.
0: That was a riveting start to the oh. show. The Fuji cast. <laughs> that was, I think when McKinnon does his unboxings and turning his machines on, <laughs> it kind there of there. <laughs> that's, See, un- that's that's un- that's, un- what's,
1: <laughs> that's what that's what all these people who have five minutes with it, a press launch and then manage to do a, an hour and a half sit review on YouTube. How they manage that, I don't know.
0: Well, they read the reviews, don't they? And then regurgitate the information that Mullins already wrote down.
1: Well, I didn't because I haven't had it, so I refused Uh, to do a review and then I got attacked. But (laughs) yeah, so there you go. Here's my review. It works.
0: (laughs) Is that it? (laughs) (laughs) That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't made a picture on it yet. In the old days, in the old days, by now there would have been a film out. It probably would have uh, would have featured all of your family, which it always does. Um, And uh, oh, of course, I forgot. Yeah, you always. It is the family that um, that usually make the the first image because that first image you make on a camera is really important, isn't it, for you personally? Generally,
1: is yeah. On on the cameras that I'm super excited by, and I am kind of excited by this. So maybe, yeah, I'll take it home. Maybe or maybe I won't. (laughs)
0: <laughs> there we go. I put it down now. Oh dear! How the reviews have fallen. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to the Fuji Cast, uh, the uh, the 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 fortnightly show. I nearly went for bi-monthly, then Kev, I realised it would uh, that would take a fuse out of your system. Um, where where we answer your questions about Fujifilm cameras and any other form of camera or or photography, because you don't have to just be shooting that flavour. If you want to send a question in, the way you do it is by email to click at fujicast.co.uk or you can send it in via the the Facebook page,
1: can't you, Kev? Kev? Or you can become a patron. And then you get bumped ah, to the front.
0: Which is a very nice way to link to a bump to the front now, isn't it? Have you got one? It is indeed, yeah. Well, first of all, I'll just say thank you to the
1: latest patrons. We have uh, Lars Egard. Hegard. Jamie D. Hegard.
0: Yeah, Hegard. Yeah, Hegard the Dane.
1: Yeah, well, I guess he was Danish. No, Lars. he is. No,
0: <laughs> no, he is. I know, I know him.
1: Okay, the next one. You've got to guess the country of all of the next ones, right?
0: Well, that's not fair. I just knew Hegard the Dane. That's all.
1: <laughs> well, no, uh, Jamie D that's what his name is jamie, jamie d jamie, where do you think he's jamie, from
0: jamie d uh, uh, jamie is a very a very british name isn't it
1: uh, i i don't know the answer to this by the way it doesn't we don't get this information <laughs> john john grazty uh,
0: definitely polish
1: yeah thank you so thanks lars thanks jamie thanks john and uh, Zishan
0: khan uh, i know he's from america doesn't he live in switzerland no no he moved to boston if you want <laughs> if you want his life story and then from Boston, he went to New York. okay. Um, I I think, I'm doing, I think I'm doing okay at this game actually. You're not
1: doing too bad, yeah, I don't <laughs> you, you seem to know everybody on the entire planet. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. uh, next one is C Cody Anderson.
0: Uh, I don't know, but it sounds very
1: American. It does sound American, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. does sound American.
0: Good strong name
1: yeah Um, anyway thank you C Cody Zishan John Jamie and Lars for supporting us very kind of you helps us a lot and we do have a bump to the front which uh, is one of your privileges along with the patron pop-up show on a Monday on the every other Monday uh, from John from John Rasty (laughs) in fact yeah Uh, John says great show I've been listening off and on for a while Ah. Oh, I see now John I would prefer it if you said on and off rather than off and on that does not work well with my brain so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna going to uh, rewind i'm just going to rewind it a bit yeah from john hi great show i've been listening on and off for a while <laughs> but i have a bit more i have a bit more recently as my freelancing gigs in web design it and digital marketing are now needing a bit more of my photography hobby yeah. so it's been at the forefront of my mind so my question for the show is what do you ah uh, no this will give us a clue where he's from what do you all use for grain when you're processing raw files definitely from america now <laughs> yeah i'd say so southern southern american processing raw files for more filmic look i know in some older youtube videos kevin mentioned alien skin exposure which mm. is now called exposure x7 or 8 or whatever it's up to now rather than the grain effect in Lightroom, what about now thanks and keep up the good work but okay. i just what do you do? i
0: just use the standard grain within Lightroom. Yeah, is that not the right thing to, to do? Are there much better grainy fires on there? It always seems to work. I don't, I don't terrifically grain up my pictures anyway, really.
1: Yeah, I tend to use Lightroom now also uh and that's that's partly uh, there's multiple reasons for this. Lightroom has has moved on a lot since I used to use Alien Skin. I still use Alien Skin occasionally. Yeah. Um mostly for the personal stuff. But yeah, I mean I I like presets and whatever, whichever presets you have wherever they're from more than likely will have some kind of grain element built into it. So I uh, y- you know with the with the food film stuff what I normally do is uh I I, I yeah. look at the the selection of images from a job um and usually uh, quite rare there will be any at twelve thousand eight hundred. but usually especially this time of year there'll be a few at six thousand four hundred. and what i actually do then is i just don't do any noise reduction what was that you don't do <laughs> noise reduction
0: <laughs> sorry I oh, don't pick on me <laughs> <laughs> i interrupted you but it was just the it was the reduction bit
1: i can't say anything was, uh yeah so
0: but yeah great, uh,
1: Lightroom generally and, and you know it's very subjective isn't it yeah, I, yeah. we, we've talked about this before how uh, it makes me chuckle that you know I've got here an X-T5 on my desk which was what I don't know £1,600 or whatever picked up last Thursday and I know that we'll edit these images we'll all do it we'll all edit them to try and make them look like they were taken on cameras in the 1970s giving that very filmic look uh, which always makes me chuckle a little bit yeah. Um whether that manifests itself by adding grain or preset or you know whatever uh, it does just uh, I, think,
0: I think I it, 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 I see less and less uh, grain in pictures being being imported into pictures. I see less and less of it, Kev.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, you know, I, I I've set up a uh, a new Instagram channel just for my personal black and white stuff, which is nice because I can edit those as I so wish. Yeah, uh, and I am actually editing them quite quite filmically. Are you? That's a word. Yeah, right. quite black and whitely. Right. Grain. <laughs> black and, and uh, whitely. Right. okay. <laughs> Moody, miserable, black and whites with lots of white spots on them for grain.
0: <laughs> oh dear! Does it does it say something about your your impending feeling of the day?
1: <laughs> yeah, it does a little bit. We're yeah, doomed.
0: A bit. We're doomed.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, John, the the the, the true answer is whatever works. I mean, yeah. you can. You you will probably, if you dig deep enough into Photoshop, be able to get more natural-looking grain. Like, you can use overlays or you can use samples. But I think it's probably a little bit overkill. Depends what you're trying to achieve, ultimately. Uh, yeah, and you know what the purists will say, if you really want grain, natural grain, shoot film.
0: But then, <laughs> yeah, with all the processing that comes with it, so... Probably, yeah, of course, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. What's your Instagram, your new Instagram handle? Uh, Mullins underscore monochrome. Mullins underscore monochrome. Or monochrome, not monochrome.
1: Monochrome with an e on the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Let's have a quick look. Monochrome. There he is. Wonderful. Look at that. Oh, I love that picture. Oh, you took that one on your recent trip to Japan, didn't you? The, champion, the latest the, one that's on there. Is that? Is that? Yeah, that's in. That's one of those fantastic street um, uh, small small street booths, isn't it? Kiosks.
1: Yeah, although that's from 2013, but it was in Tokyo, yeah.
0: Oh, right, okay, it's not the most... Yeah. Oh, sorry, it says 2013. <laughs> Read the instructions. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, wonderful. What a... Yeah. Oh. So it, this is brand, 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 brand new because there's, what, three, six, nine, 12, 15, 19 pictures on there, as I count yeah. today, 20,
1: 20. Yeah, as yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's about a month old, something like yeah, that. Yeah,
0: yeah, fantastic. Ah, well, there we go. Yeah bit of fun yeah absolutely that's a nice idea actually um, I mean you, you I have a few Instagram profiles some stuff for personal projects um, silly projects that I do as well and it's quite nice to be able to how many profiles can you have these days didn't it used to be about five?
1: Oh, I don't know. To... Technically, I've got three. I used to have Mullins on the street as well, but I, I don't know where that's gone. Oh. That did that did have quite a few followers as well, but I stopped posting to it, and I think in the end they just deleted it. I don't know. I can't, oh. I don't know. I didn't
0: think they were. Oh, okay. I
1: might be able to log on to it. I yeah. can't remember the password, though. <laughs>
0: that's no good then right (laughs) tony blake hi neil kev although this is probably for neil sorry kev it is he says it is it is what it is is. is is is. (laughs) that's becoming one of my least favorite phrases by the way
1: Um, sorry, I'll stop saying it then, sorry. I didn't realise I was upsetting you. No,
0: you're not upsetting me. But I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do with it when somebody says, well, it is what it is. I think, what am I supposed to do with that information?
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, it is what it is, isn't it?
0: (laughs) It's true. Tony Blake here from Glorious Dorset. Oh, it is, isn't it? As you know, Kev, I'm much too important and rarely email. Oh, do you know him? Do you know Tony? (laughs) No comment. How How do you know Tony Blake? Oh, I thought you said Tony Blair. no. (laughs) <laughs> no, not Tony Blair. Tony clear him out, M- mullins. Clear the lug holes out. Tony Blake. I'm not sure. Do I, I know I him? Might well, do. It sounds Tony like Blake. I do. I have the dubious honour of, uh, oh, right, he had the dubious honour. No, he did, because he came to the ex, um, one of the conferences in Bath. Ah, yes. A a while back now, actually. And I, yes, I had the dubious honour of meeting and chatting with Neil in the loo at the ex-conference in Bath. There we go. And surviving that, I thoroughly enjoyed the rest of the day, though. I'm not quite sure what he means by though. Of course we know (laughs) Tony Blake. That is famous people you've met in the loo, Kev. Have you ever met a famous person in the loo and have you had that moment as chaps might at the wall where you think, well, what do I do? What do I say? Yeah,
1: I, like- I I, I had a wee next to Tom Russell. Did and you? he was, Yeah, and he was telling me about how uh, Johnny Cash covered one of his songs hmm. and he, him and Johnny Cash were in a room together and Johnny Cash didn't know who Tom Russell was, <laughs> but he was covering one of his songs.
0: Oh,
1: there we go. I was upstairs in a pub in Twickenham.
0: And you had that entire conversation?
1: The Tup. It was the Tup pub. Yeah, I mean, it was a Tom Russell concert. So uh but it was it was a tiny one there was 23 people in the audience it was uh, the most wonderful experience wow um wow. and I went for a wee he went for a wee and uh um, you know we've got Just chatting cool as chatting. you do holding holding on to things <laughs> um <laughs>
0: <laughs> when i say famous people you've met in the loo that wasn't suggesting that tony met a famous person i.e East next to me i mean properly oh
1: yeah 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 you've pro- elevated yourself to pro- no not, not at all not
0: at all properly famous people i met Stuart pierce uh, in the loo did he headbutt you uh, it, no he didn't it was in a it was in a um, it was in a pub uh, went for a meal it was in a pub and uh, he went to the loo uh, I th- no he came in after me he stood at, and I thought I didn't say a word to him but I knew it was Stuart Pearce and I, I was like why well, I, <laughs> I, I, but what do you say I, I I thought what should my opening gambit be probably not something about penalties
1: no no <laughs> probably not I don't think I'd say anything to Stuart Pearce wouldn't you no Tuesday's terrifying
0: Wait, well, did he look very terrifying?
1: Yeah. Did you just uh, look at his eyes? Which is obviously what you only ever do in the toilets.
0: Well, no, you shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you should be looking up in the air, really. <laughs> uh, eye, eye contact is not really invited, is it? Really? Is he really as big as you think? <laughs> <laughs> it's a tall lad in real life. <laughs> <laughs> and then Joe Busing. I stood next to Joe Busing in Bristol. I think we both went to that thing, didn't we?
1: Um, yeah. No, it's a good job I didn't come in behind
0: you because I wouldn't have known who's who. <laughs> <laughs> but we did have a conversation. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, uh, no question, he says. Oh, after all this, there's no question. He just wanted to... Uh, he said, I was just listening to the recent Fujicast, Kev's interview with the power, power people at Fuji. What an insightful interview. I can't believe they've... Uh, uh, oh, I don't know if you want me to read that next bit, Kev. No, I won't read that next bit. Well, if, uh, let, let me you can read it. it. What is it? I you can't can read it. You can read it. I can't believe they defrocked you, Kev. Uh,
1: <laughs> defrocked me. <laughs> well, Tokyo didn't defrock me. No. Future <laughs> Film UK did. But uh, as we've <laughs> talked about many times, I'm totally, I fully understand their decision and we are still bestest of friends. Yeah,
0: I feel a bit uncomfortable with uh, thinking about you defrocked. <laughs> Uh, and this one's for neil you may have already heard this but just in case you didn't knowing how much you love the buttons and the voiceover captions for the show i couldn't help hearing a great opportunity to copy a clip from kev's interview 40 minutes and six seconds into the podcast the fujifilm man actually used the expression we will consider (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay so whichever question i was asking him at that point you know the answer is no no <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah best wishes no. to uh, you and your families for christmas tony Ger, humbug blake oh um, i like um, tony i like tony yeah. as well yeah. what's not to like yeah. um right that wasn't really a question but i did take up valuable mullins time so um you you do a question next have you got one
1: Okay, yeah, we've got quite a few on Facebook at the moment, which is great. And time-honored tradition, I will start with the most recent one, which is Jeremy Baker, who I saw last week, and he's on very good form. Um, Which menu is the option to not see the exposure through the EVF, e.g. when shooting with a flash, please? I use it so infrequently that I can't remember it.
0: Oh, do you mean when shooting the studio environment thing? Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Do, do you know I can never remember the name of that thing, but I use it. <laughs> I was going to leave
1: you to answer that. one. No, it's on, a, it's on a button. Now. I know. I it, know that you. I, uh, yeah, you know the answer. I know, but, uh, but I do, but I
0: don't, because it's on a button, so I can press it, so I don't have to think about it.
1: It's, so it's in. It's in the screen settings, mm. and it's called Preview X. Preview X. Isn't Backslash it? WB in manual mode. That's the one. Preview exp dot backslash WB in manual mode. Mine's on a button. Well, I don't mine's not. I never use it. But yes, there it is. Very useful. And do you know do you know um how that menu option came about? I can tell you a little interesting story about this. Go on, then. So originally it wasn't on there. And uh, and people obviously started using flash with um, mirrorless cameras. And, of and course, you it, can't see, can you? No. Because it's mirrorless, you can't see. Yeah. yeah, it's not an optical viewfinder. So when the X-T1 came out, it wasn't an issue with the X-Pro1 because you had an optical viewfinder. With the X-Pro, with the X-T1, people were like, hang on a sec, this is great, but I can't see, it's dark. No. no. It was actually uh, Zach Arias who ah. uh, initially... Um, I remember kind of having a kind of conversation about it, and he put this, this little video together, shared it privately with Fujifilm, and said, this is the problem. And they went, ah, yes. And they never said we shall consider. What they actually said is, we will fix. We will fix. Yep. So you've got Zach Arias to, to thank for that little um, thing.
0: I think sooner or later down the line, it would have to have been fixed, wouldn't it? Because otherwise you'd have had a camera yeah, that can't it, be used in a, a studio environment. Thing. Because... If you're using sort of a standard studio setup, which seems to be 100 ISO, f 8 eight, one two fifth of a second, and you're in yeah. practically in the dark with a modelling lamp, there's no way you can. There's no way of locking. Uh, I think
1: on. they realised straight away, and it was. Um, I think it was pretty much rolled out in, a, yeah. in an immediate firmware update. Yeah yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, another interesting fact that I learned for you this morning. Kev has nothing to do with photography, but um, I did hear it on the Zoe Ball um, breakfast show. Cue, cue the jingle. Do you know how many she has some experts that speak on the? uh, It's every happens every it's a midweek thing. Uh, Do you know how bad it is to blow uh, the candles out on your cake?
1: Well, in terms of germs, yeah, yeah, really bad. I would imagine probably about nine.
0: Okay, it ups the bacteria rate by 1,400 percent. Yeah, if you blow out all the
1: candles, especially if you're kids (laughs) when they're kids and 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 you know, or people from Mirth Tidwell, they just spit everywhere. It's just yeah. awful, isn't it? I remember when when we when Covid was going on and we were we were just about allowed to move around. I went to back to Wales for my birthday yeah. and it was that period where we were allowed out for a bit and my mum did a birthday cake for me. But I I remember putting my jump pulling my jumper, up. I hadn't put my mask on. Put my jumper up over my face and then blew it out uh, and and then still nobody had any. <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy to blow a cake out through a mask and a, jumper, no, and a woody jumper. No,
0: it's not. Our friend, uh, we got a fr- friend of Jack's, um, young lad. Uh, I, I won't embarrass him. Not that he's going to be listening, but uh, I won't say his name. But he, 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 when he blows the candles out, it's sort of, <laughs> just you it's horrible. <laughs> I've never eaten cake afterwards. After <laughs> he's blown out the candles. Do you it want some cake? A, oh, it, no, is an, not, it is an odd thing, isn't it? Not for me, yeah. Jake, so I'll just have a bit more celery. Tim, Tim Binder sent in something. Neil, Kev, my question. SCM dial on the front of the Fujifilm cameras. Does it stand for Canon, Sony, and Minolta? <laughs> can I, I think he's suggesting, can he Can he select one of their... No. Just kidding. Love the show, mates. Keeps me inspired to shoot, so not really. I don't really have a well, lot of questions this week. I,
1: scm dial on some fujifilm cameras let's get this straight it's not on all of them it's not on the xh2s no much to my annoyance Mm. but there you go uh yes no it doesn't
0: I have got a question though, Eric N. I heard you talking about syncing time using the Fujifilm app and Bluetooth. I tried this with the XT3, but found that the setup or the set time rather was neither accurate nor matched the time on the phone. Right? Okay. What? Um, I heard you talking about the sync sink, about syncing time on the Fujifilm app and Bluetooth.
1: Yeah, I remember us talking about that yeah, last yeah. week, fact, two weeks ago.
0: In fact, didn't you give a? Just remind us what you said on that one.
1: So the the question was how? What you know? How how do you? sync the times on between cameras and i said i just use the app and yeah. switch the cameras on sync to the app and the app syncs it to the phone time yeah and I, i'm guessing what he's saying is it, it's never accurate with his phone right yeah is it an apple phone uh, i'm just just Don't just putting that out there, just oh, that out there. No. Mine, mine always seems to work but in fact in actual truth in total honesty i've never synced the ca- camera time and then compared it to the phone all i do is make sure that they're both the same so if they are out then i wouldn't necessarily notice but all of the images will be in sync because Mm -hmm. they will if they are out they'll both be out by the same amount but yeah no that's not something i've ever come across or i've ever heard anybody say Mm -hmm. either
0: he said since i use the timestamp to geotag my photos being off by a few seconds can be a problem what i do is take the photo of an accurate clock such as the time on my gps device uh used to record the track logs and then i use that photo to check what to adjust the time to in light room i do this for every camera i bring which is usually no more than two this also works with cameras without uh without time sync support in the app
1: yeah that's what i used to do also yeah. i used to take a photograph of my phone uh the the, the clock on my phone with the seconds show in and then just sync it in Lightroom. well actually we're doing photo mechanic but yeah. no i don't i don't know i don't know why that's not working for you i, I would the only, the only possible thing i can think of is perhaps there is something else that you have connected. Maybe it doesn't sound like he is, but maybe he's using one of the the kind of GPS memory cards that you can get with built in um, GPS for location stuff. Don't All really right. need those anymore. Maybe there's another app that's, I don't know, maybe there's, I don't know. I really, I can't, no, don't know. Uh, Pass.
0: He, he did ask if we were that concerned about the cameras having the same time and a few seconds travel each direction. Is it a big deal? For me, it's not.
1: No. No, as long as they're both the same. I don't care. They could be 12 years out, for all I care, but as long as they're both the same, no, because but that's relevant for the clients. If
0: there are a few seconds out um, in your sorting, to me, that doesn't make a lot of difference, no. Uh, uh,
1: uh, no, I, went, I don't want the cameras to be... Uns- the cameras need to be the same, second by second, because otherwise, you know, when you're shooting with two cameras... And you've got one picture of the bride arriving at the end of the aisle with, you know, using the fifty-six mil, right. and then you take another one with the eighteen mil, and then the next fifty-six mil is with her at the front of the aisle, but the eighteen mil is one with her at the end of the aisle because they they travel quickly these these brides these days.
0: I was how quickly are you changing your cameras uh, uh, so, to, to the oh, aisle?
1: Really, I, I I like to get oh. like on, on an average church kind of walk down the aisle. I don't know how long are those 25, 25 feet maybe. I like to get two shots with the fifty six and two shots with the eighteen. Yeah, at least. Right. So, you know, and brides these days, they're a lot fitter than they used to be. They move a lot quicker.
0: <laughs> Two quick yeah. at Mullins?
1: It's all these health shows on the inter- on the telly that they're watching.
0: <laughs> right, do we have time for another QQ? Um, yeah, we've got time for a QQ. Have you got a QQ from FB?
1: Yeah. Uh, Mike Wooten says, uh, question, would it be hard for Fujifilm to update firmware so that you can set up, for example, one X-T3, swap card to another X-T3 and copy the settings? I find it frustrating that this simple task cannot be done on Fujifilms. My Nikons used to do this thanks now this is a very interesting point and a very good question because this is something that i've been requesting for a very very long time yeah. when i used to shoot with canon you used to be able to save a settings file pop that into the other camera and say update the settings and so it would um you know your your kind of all of the settings that you had in one camera would would be the same on the second camera now you can do this using the x software uh, yeah, I think it's the X software or is it X Studio? Well, no, it's X So you can do it at your desktop. You can if you've got two cameras, you can you can use the Xquire software to plug them in and basically sync all of the settings in the cameras. You can't do that sat in your car. And I'm told the reason for this is because it wouldn't work across camera strands so for example you know a lot of people have an xt3 and an xt4 right and the settings are different you know the the firmware is different so it, it it would present too many problems that's what i'm told and I remember when I used to do it in my Canon world, you know, I could never do a uh, 5D whatever. Well, I think I had a 5D Mark II and a 1D Mark IV or something, or the other way around, I can't remember. But you couldn't do it that way. You could only do two 5D Mark ones or two 5D Mark twos, And it was a little bit confusing. So that that's, ultimately, that's the reason why. I, I do agree with you, Mike, it would be really, really lovely if you could do it. And, you know, of course, a lot of people do have two of the same cameras. Um, but the fact is they have they have mitigated it by giving you software to do it. and you only need to do it once, don't you? You don't, you know, let's face it. If you're out on a job and you change your shadow settings, for example, it's, you know, it's going to be quicker for you to just turn on the other camera and change the shadow settings there rather than download the settings file, move the memory card across, upload the settings file, introduce all the risks that are introduced to that. So you can do it via software at your desktop. Do it, and then if you make substantial changes at another time, then you can do it again there.
0: Um, We should mention our sponsors at this point, pick-time.com. And actually, this is a good time to uh, suggest that you use one of the features that they have, which I'm sure you're using, Kev, as the holiday discounts.
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah. So a holiday kind of management system they have in place at the moment with uh the ability to automate kind of your christmas black friday um your what's what's the what do they have in america right now this week um thanksgiving um all of that stuff they've built in automations so it's very 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 extremely extremely powerful yeah. um and i was speaking to uh one of the the staff on pick time a few months ago and they were saying that their photographers during you those who just run the automations for holiday periods last year so I don't know about this year, but last year, um, the sales increased by literally millions across the, all of the users. So um, you do need to be clever and you do need to you know, use the integrations uh, wisely at the right time of the year. And now is the right time of the year, it seems, for that.
0: So if you're wanting to uh, show your work online, I I would imagine it's predominantly professional photographers that use this service, and you want to do it creatively and artistically and and fiscally well, um, it would seem, then go to uh, pick-time.com. And if you enter what code, Kev, you could get a month's free, couldn't you? Yeah,
1: month free. Fujicast is your friend. Uh, Sorry, Fujicast is the code. Just Fujicast. Don't (laughs) ignore the friend thing. Fujicast. (laughs) Capital. capital, (laughs) Fujicast in capitals. That's it. Just FujiCast. No right. quotes. Nothing. No spaces. Starts with F. Ends in T. Ignore everything else I said around that.
0: FujiCast. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't have an interview this week, uh, as, but we do. We do have a factory tour. So the the interview will will return in the next show. And I have a guest who, at that stage, will have been out at the World Cup. He might still just be there, uh, but we'll get to that in the next show. Uh, but this time we're we're on a factory tour, Kev. They we are. They treated you well, didn't they?
1: They did indeed. We got the bullet train up to Sendai, and then we got a bus for an hour, and then we went into the the badlands of of mid uh, mid uh, Japan, and uh, we Bad had ads. a, a little wander around the the, the factory. How right. pleasant it was too. So Andreas, you and I were uh, fortunate enough. Unfortunately, Neil couldn't make it because he had um, some weddings to shoot, but fortunate enough to go to. Tokyo a few weeks back. Uh, it feels like months ago now, but it was just no, it a few weeks ago. Um, and one of the things we did was we went up to Sendai, which is the uh, factory where some of the lenses and the cameras are made, Fujifilm Film factory there, and we yeah. met the engineers. And they were gracious enough to take us around the actual factory, the lens production line and the GFX100S production line. Um, they obviously have other facilities there but we, they, they really did embrace the fact that the listeners, the Futurecast listeners will want to get an idea of what it's like at the factory and the real people. And when we got to see mm. that our eyes are your ears, so to speak, Yeah. what was your, what was your overall impression of that? So it was your first tour, I think, wasn't it at that factory?
2: It's It's the first time I've been to the Taiwa factory and uh, yeah, there, there were, there were so many things that, that, that struck me the, obviously the hospitality of the japanese people is is second to none um, we need to remember that these people haven't seen anybody outside of fujifilm uh local employees in in two and a half years because of the pandemic and they and they were so welcoming and um yeah we we've, we've got a lovely picture of, of it was mr kevin mullins day wasn't it in, in, <laughs> in the factory um so so their, their hospitality and their their generosity of course um the thing that struck me was how little automation there was in the entire factory. It it felt like every element of every product um, was touched by hand and then checked by hand, verified by some sort of computer jig. Um, And then if that wasn't enough, two or three steps down the line, it was aligned and rechecked and and to like checked again. and Then once it got to the boxing stage, not the actual fighting boxing but the camera or the lens being put in the box they were randomly checked again yeah um and and from my i I got an amazing sense of pride um walking around the factory um as to how much how much pride they put into the products so after the factory
1: tour uh, Andreas and I uh, got to sit with Mr. Kazuri Anzai who is the general manager of the factory and oversees all of the factory elements, production tools, management and production of the cameras and Q&A and the very first question I asked him was how different is it now to how it was when the first original FinePix
3: X100 was made?
4: First the lineup is increasing the lineup is
3: so now, 10 years ago, they, we still have a fine picks, Yeah. the compact, and then we start X-series, X-100, X-1, and lenses, and in 10 years, we expand a lot, X-series. Compared to 10 years ago, the most different thing is the quality assurance. So the clean, like about cleanliness, we didn't need such high level as you've seen mm-hmm. over there. The 10 years ago, you know, no camera or no lens required at that level, but after, actually, once we expand the system, the more and more that we are getting severe.
1: And you must feel very proud about all of the work that has come through this factory.
4: <laughs> so
3: from ten, in these 10 years, they really feel the system is expanded, mm-hmm. the production line getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and lineup expanded. So. That expan- expansion is thanks to users, so 10 years, like a lot of supporter or fans of Fujifilm like, uh, supported us. So that's why we could expand the system, so they really feel the appreciation to the user and listeners. Okay. So that's why they could expand the factory line.
1: And then I asked what his message was to photographers and also we discussed briefly about the entire role of everybody at the factory from the individual people who unpack the parts to uh, the lens manufacturers, uh, the OIS testers, the software engineers, to the people that package up the box, put them on the containers and send them out.
4: As
3: you see in the factory line, mm-hmm. so we have lots of parts, components mm-hmm. into just one lens. Then today you saw a 150 to 600, but don't forget, the factory produce all other yeah. lens lineup line as well, not only just one lens. Yeah. So, as factory, uh, they want to be confident of their production. So, that's why. Every day or every product, they keep giving the training or education to the factory staff.
4: <laughs>
3: so that they train the factory worker, as he mentioned, and not only that, like uh, he Omori-san, like uh, even after the mass production, he check the process mm-hmm. and they keep improving. So as factory, like uh, train people, the improving the facilities, like uh, automation machine as you seen. Mm-hmm. So like a uh, they are doing every day what they can do. So that's a policy. So what that's what they want to tell the yep. people they yep. are confident about quality. Confident
1: and always improving. Yeah, always improving. Improving. improving
3: every day.
4: Good, good,
3: good. So the all the product they produce, they are really confident of the product, so final finishing. Mm-hmm. So they want the people to the product experience, so maybe they like uh, if photographers or users try neurons, like uh, they will be super happy mm. because you know, everything, all the product they are proud of, yes. so they want to you know share yes. their pride
1: with everyone. And what's most difficult to produce cameras or lenses?
4: Mm. So, so mm. The,
3: for cameras, the number of components. The camera has more components so which means the production process will be longer so in that sense camera is difficult but lens the quality check inspection as you have saying we have a lot and then some inspection cannot be you know done easily it's analog check it's optics so which means physics so physics means you know we cannot have any cheat so yes we have you know we have to make sure so in that sense the quality we have to Keep the higher standard. So, lens is difficult in that sense.
1: The next question I asked was: at what point do the engineers and the physical manufacturers get involved with the design? So, for example, Massasan may uh, design a uh, XH2, XT5, whatever, and at what point do the engineers get involved?
4: Design
3: so they will be involved in design review, so which means before production, actual production. So all the engineers make a propose the design, and then they review and then check the feasibility from factory point of view. Then feedback and adjust. So then once we agree, then you know we making the prototypes, so actual production. So which means they will be involved in Billy Ali mm-hmm. stage of the development. The next
1: question is how does the uh, design and engineer transfer itself to other factories? So, for example, factories in China or Thailand or whatever else they may be. Is the process identical? And how much is the involvement from the engineers in Japan with the uh, other factories in the other parts of the world?
4: <laughs>
3: The role of Taiwan factory is like a mother factory or like a uh, like a someone who make a direction, like a director mm-hmm. mm. okay. among our bl- factory branches.
4: Okay. Fine. The, the first step, uh, as, as
3: we mentioned, like fac- Taiwan factory the staff will be involved in early stage of development, so they can you know, uh, develop the process of manufacturing together with our R&D engineers. Right. That's the first step.
4: Yeah. Second step.
3: So after design review, uh, so they will produce like a prototype, my pilot production. So all the all the products, so camera and lens, no exception, they make a prototype at first. Then they can review actual production and ta- field, then their original design idea is good. Or, good about they can review and the feedback. So that kind of process, so prototype production, like uh, they will do all product yep. Be- before China or Philippines yes. arrive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Then they will design the production process. So which means, like uh, as you see, that today lens group one, two, three or component A, B, C, like a. Uh, which order to be produced, okay. and then how to allocate the layout. Right. Or then later you saw the inspection route. So which means they are in charge. I mean, they have to guarantee the product quality. So what kind of inspection will be needed, or what kind of process needed? And then they design, and then make an order of production, and then make a kind of manual, and then so manualize yes. before final production. Okay. Yeah. 検査をするためです。それも全てタイワのチームがああ、なるほど。そう、スティルヒフィニッシュ、ハブノットフィニッシュやって。そう。So、after fin- ha- so, okay. so, uh, uh, designing the production process、the mm-hmm. full step like a uh, Taiwa staff make a jig or like a the machine for inspection or everything right. as right. you see yes. that they produce yeah. in Japan. Yeah. All so still yeah. still we haven't talk about Overseas factory. Everything still yep. in Taiwan.
1: I think the point that Mr. Kazura and I was trying to get across here at this point is that everything starts its life in uh, the factory in Sendai. All of the jigs, all of the engineering, all of the templates, and they are then sent and um, ed- educated with the factory staff in the other locations and so it really does not matter where the uh, the items are produced the quality is
4: identical right, right. so now he
3: explained uh, in everything designed in japan and the export so china just you know mass production only in china, right? then even after mass production started like uh, you know sometimes problem happen and then problem in china japan or philippines all the issue will be shared with him. Yeah. So Doi-san, he's in charge of quality assurance. Then uh, they will check all the issue, and then make the countermeasure mm-hmm. or some solution, mm-hmm. and then uh, share that kind of information with everybody. Okay. So the Taiwan always involved even after mass production in China yeah. or Philippines. Not not only before but also after yeah. the mass production. G- we so keep. This is the central-
4: uh, keep
1: improving. So I then asked Mr. Kazura and I what was his favorite product that he's been involved
4: with. In? everyone
3: has maybe different opinion. Uh-huh. But he understand? for him GeForce
4: 100. GFX 100. Mm-hmm.
3: So it's a first 100 megapixel. So even like a number of components is different, number is so many, and then sensor is different, image quality far far beyond different than before, mm. so then they have to guarantee the quality. So that means they have to create something new from zero, from nothing, you know. Yeah. So no one experience. No blueprints. Yeah. yeah. So then they have to make that one realize. So that was the most challenging for him. Mm. So now we are displaying the photo over there that's taken by Michael Clark from US. Mm-hmm. Then when he saw the photo, that realized by the quality by photographer like you. Yes. So he's really amazed. So from, the, from, all, yeah, from all over the images, even near to far, mm-hmm. everything dissolved. Yeah. It's amazing quality, so that never experienced that kind of image quality. So, yeah. in the sense, he also, you know, the GFX 100 is the most no, exciting.
1: So, our extreme thanks to Mr. Kazuro Anzai and the rest of his team for his gracious hospitality and time at the uh, factory in Sandai. And uh, also huge thank you, of course, to uh, the wonderful uh, Mr. Hiroto Nakata for translating and also generally for looking after Andreas and I while we were in Tokyo. And of course, the main takeaway, I think, for everybody who's listened to this uh, trilogy of information that we brought back from Japan is that the team from the marketing to the senior engineers to the people that box up the products is that they put so much pride and passion and quality control into the engineering and production and sales they are extremely proud to be Fujifilm employees i'm extremely proud to have had a um, time with them in japan on several occasions and i think that ultimately does not matter where the cameras are made the quality is identical and i think that we should all as fujifilm lovers be very thankful for their time and their hospitality
0: kev on the tour which uh, we just heard there um for, for this week back to interviews next time um i saw you wearing and they're very they're very um strong on this aren't they that you have to wear a suit Uh, where you can't spread any of your Mullins germs, obviously, or dust or anything like that.
1: Oh, yeah, it's clean room. So we had to wear, well, the best way to describe it is uh, like forensic suits that you might see at a crime scene. Mm. Head to toe, uh, we will publish some of these pictures on the Fujicast page with this episode. I think it's probably the right time to do this. So this episode, you'll see some of those images. And yes, so head to toe, we had to um, wear rubber feet, Motherful and motherful. white white clothes overall clothes and a net hair net and a, a, all, all that kind of stuff yeah and then oh and interestingly this is the fun bit you had to go through a uh an air shower which i thought was wonderfully fun i wish i want to have one at home air uh, yeah it's like it's probably 15 meters long mm. and it's like a uh, it's almost like a, 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 cattle dip, you know, it's kind of, you go in one end and you, you go up and down, up and down, up and down until you come out the other end, right. um, and you rotate your body and you're and constantly being blown by very strong air. So it's blowing off all of the, any dust off the suit. It's wow. great. loved it
0: yeah yeah who looked best in their in their suit by the way you or andreas
1: no andreas definitely (laughs) andreas is a very smart man he's always got like he's all his stuff's always ironed and stuff like that did they give you
0: some sort of colombo suit then to wear
1: (laughs) yeah mine didn't fit of
0: course here comes mullins give him whatever we've got left (laughs) (laughs) right back to your your questions um steve shreve do you think he knows jeff shreve the football commentator (laughs) Uh, oh, we're playing, um, if, if you're listening to this on the day that it's intended to be listened to, which is a Monday, tomorrow, which is a Tuesday, we, uh, England, we, I say we, that's that's, the, that's this end of the microphone, we, are playing your, um, your team, your end of the microphone, we, which is Wales. England versus oh, yeah. Wales, World Cup.
2: No one will be able to watch it. Or, I, I, in
1: fact, you know, did you know, did you know that it's been 64 years since Wales have been in the World Cup? I'm just uh, asking you that because I haven't yeah. heard it mentioned once yeah, I was on gonna the news or the BBC <laughs> or anything. You I, know. I think
0: it's been mentioned more times than uh, 1966 references for once.
1: Oh my uh, god! I was nearly. I was. It's making me. You know. I'm like. We know. We know. We yeah, get it. Yeah. Get it. It's been 64 years. Um. Anyway. So. 64
0: yes. years of hurt
1: for the first game on uh tuesday last tuesday as it were uh i no last monday as it were i uh, monday is usually my judo night but i had a i had a a theory exam on the f- Saturday, which I managed to scrape through. Well, you did, you arm. passed, well done. I did pass, but my, my arm is, is knackered. So I didn't, I, I haven't trained in probably about four weeks. So I didn't go to judo on Monday, but I took Albie to football. right? And football finishes at 10 to seven. Right. And it's only at the ledge center. So it's, you know, we, it's actually about an eight-minute walk, but we always drive. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. And so I grabbed him. Yeah. I said, Don't, sorry, Dave, who's the who's the fellow that runs football, a lovely bloke." I said, sorry, Dave, we're not helping tidying up. We're going to the football. He said, go, 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 go. We jumped in the car. We we stasky and hutched it around Malmesbury, <laughs> got back to our car park, our car parking space, which is nowhere near our house. We legged it, legged it to the house, burst through the door, just as the anthems were playing. Uh, and watch that game. But then I won't see any more because the, um, the one that was on Friday, right. which was Wales-Iran. And of course, we're ahead of our time here, so I have no idea what the score was. I am I have a workshop in the studio all day. Right. And then the Wales-England game, which, mm. of course, I d- in, in case anybody doesn't know, Wales haven't been in the World Cup since 1964. Yeah. Um, Or well, it's been 64 <laughs> no, nine, years. 60 no, 1958, 1958. It's been 64 yeah, years. Yeah, 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 yeah. I won't be able to see either because I'm running my... I do a, a course, uh, I run a, a photography course at Simon Sester College in New Zealand on Tuesday. So I won't be able to see that. I, I, I'm going to spend my time with eight or nine, 70, 60, 70, 80-year-old women
0: yeah. teaching them how to use their cameras. I bet they'll all have their phones underneath the desk. They'll be looking at it and say, are you paying attention to me? Like, yeah, yeah, Mr Mullins. I've, I've, oh, they've scored!
1: <laughs> <laughs> I go straight from that to my guitar lesson, which is next door. Oh, in the same building, but next door. Right. So I did say to... Uh, my my guitar teacher, Bastion Highwalk, I said, is it all right if I bring, you know, can, I, can we watch football next week and as well? He was like, yeah, do what you want.
0: Is that his it's, name, Bastion Highwalk?
1: Yeah, he's cool, he's cool.
0: Oh, that is a name, isn't
1: it? He's very, very, he's very cool Canadian. It looks just like Patrick LaRock.
0: Does he? Oh, that is cool. Yeah, so... I probably won't see it. Oh, right. OK. Well, um, in the future, should we make our score predictions? This will be uh, – what do you think Wales – how do you think Wales performed against Iran? What, what do you think but, the score was? So, now, <laughs> of course, we don't know the score because it's coming up. But what do you think, Kev? What's the score going to be?
1: So, I think England really did well against Iran. And amazing. They, yes, they yeah, were brilliant. Yeah. Um, I think Iran will up their game a little bit, and I think Wales will have beaten Iran – by maybe 2-1
0: 2-1 well it's not bad because did you know you've not been in the World Cup for 64 years
1: oh uh, nobody told me that before god <laughs> yeah. that's really interesting yeah. yeah I might write that down and remind myself uh, um, don't know what know, do you think England and USA would have been
0: see I, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be tight there's a few players playing their trade at high profile European clubs uh, now Pulisic at, uh, Pulisic Pulisic at Chelsea who I'm very frightened of so I don't know I don't know, uh, one-all or maybe it'll be a scraped victory by either side. I'm wincing, Kev.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm not so sure. I mean, what, looking at Wales against America, America, were, America weren't good in the whole of the game, but Wales were awful in the first half uh, and Wales were a lot better in the second half and America didn't really offer them too much. I think England will have comfortably won that. I'm going to go for 4-0 Four England nil. beat Goodness. USA. Yeah, we, we that's what I'm going to go for.
0: We do have a large audience in America, Kev. Careful. <laughs>
1: uh, well, it's the fact, isn't it? You know, um I I saw an interesting stat the other day about the um uh, the demographics of the countries in the World Cup. So the the country with the smallest population that's actually participating in the World Cup is Qatar. Very small population, I think 2.1 million. Mm. Next smallest is Wales, 2. or was it 3.1 million or 2.8 million, mm. something something along those lines. And then the USA is way off the, at the top of the list. Is like the, the 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 chart, the 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 little bar chart they created, like it went off the end, went far off far the end of time. my monitor. It kept going and it just never stopped. Oh, do
0: they count? Um, do they count Merthyr people um, in that number? Yeah, unfortunately, uh, are they? yeah. Right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Well, right. well uh, let's move on. Steve Shreve says, "What's the best way to clean Fujifilm? He said, "Fuji Film here." It's a new brand on me, Steve. Uh, camera bodies, I hike with my X100V, you're just showing off Steve, and between the dust and mist, it needs a touch up, uh, especially around the buttons and on the EVF, um, mm, I use just the, the cotton buds, and I put a little bit of, um, uh, a bit of meths on them, and then I, I wipe very carefully around, and that seems to do it, and then little blower, which Barney loves, the dog, he joins in with that bit, and uh Hey, Presto, nice, clean camera. Mm, nice. <laughs> Is that it? I thought you were oh. going to come up with another uh, – because usually you say, no, no, they, they do it this way.
1: Um, I've, you- never, I don't, I've never done it, so I don't know. I don't – yeah, I don't <laughs> – my camera's – I don't know. No, I, I mean, occasionally I'll use my sleeve to clean the <laughs> viewfinder and the lens, yeah. but that's it. I don't think I've ever – clean buttons and dialed maybe i should maybe all those germs yeah no i don't but what you said sounds about right
0: steve <laughs> i think kev actually cleans his cameras uh, occasionally with a bit of sandpaper
1: <laughs> i just hold them when it's raining i just hold them outside a little bit it's like when you when it rains hard on your car you think I, yeah and that's you good clean stuff. it that way it gets off all of the bird poo and oh. stuff doesn't it
0: well, yeah well i hope you don't have that on the, the- the f- on, on the camera
1: no i don't know but what you, you said meths which i think is is probably a little bit right of methylated thing. spirits yeah not meths but methylated mm, spirits. Methylate, yeah.
0: yes yeah let <laughs> I me mean, just be very clear on that methylated spirits the slightly bluey yeah. purpley stuff that comes in the what's neil
1: doing now he's just going off to cook
0: up his meth clean <laughs> his clean camera Yeah. <laughs> no not that kind right uh one from you kev Okay, so this is
1: from uh, Darren Goldstein. Or he says, Hi, it's quite a long question. Hey, Kev. Hey, Neil. No, you remember Darren. We had him on the show. He does all of the um, behind the scenes photos for the boys and a lot of TV shows in Canada and stuff like that. What a fantastic Um, job. um, Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been using Lightroom for as long as I can remember and forever have set up my catalogs to save XMP files along with the raw files. This is with my thinking that any adjustments I make to the raw can travel with the file. My clients sometimes prefer raw files, but I always want to to supply the image with a starting point of adjustment that I see fit. Recently, I've added Capture One to some of my workflow and quickly realized that since Capture One isn't an Adobe product, that opening a raw file in either app won't produce equal results. For a while, I had switched to DNG files thinking this would solve my problem but this wasn't the case so my question is what is the best way to supply a raw file in brackets with my adjustments Mm. to a client that they can then make further adjustments to if they need to jpegs are baked in and my clients sometimes ask for raw dng type files and tiffs are massive in size and don't quite work the same way as raw files would love to know your thoughts thanks oh yeah and you can plug my instagram he says which everybody is more than welcome to do this if you send us questions please feel free to give us your website instas all that kind of stuff which is at dsgphoto
0: well, I was about to say TIFF, but he said that he doesn't want to do that. Well, I'm confused by this question, I have to say, because I
1: always assumed, and I might be wrong with this, but I assumed XMP was open format. Right. Um, was not a Adobe um, uh, proprietary format. So I've opened files in um, things like Coral software and stuff with XMPs, and adjustments have come through. I'd, I'd be really surprised if Capture One doesn't read those XMP files, but I can't be sure. Uh, however, there will always be some stuff in those XMP files that will not correlate. So, for example, um, you know, there will be some sliders in Lightroom that, that perhaps don't exist in Capture One that might not have the same, uh, you know, the same functionality. That that kind of thing might be, might be a case. But I, I honestly really thought that XMP files would work Across soft any software that was XMP compliant would pick it up. So I'm, I might try that. I do have a copy of Capture One somewhere. I might try that and see 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 what's happening. But yeah, I mean, other than that. I don't... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you... It's not something either of us do. You can't... Yeah, I can understand the, the dilemma because, you know, you want to supply... They want the raw file, but you they also want a, a basic level of adjustment. And how can you get that to them if they don't have any editing software? Yeah, XMP was the answer, but tell them... Just tell them no they can't <laughs> yeah or they'll have to get Lightroom. Or have something. a tiff
0: and be done with it
1: yeah but even tiff files you, you know you're still gonna have adjust, i mean yeah. maybe yeah. the other it depends on you know you could do oh, i don't know yeah. you could send them a psd well no because then no, they can to because then they'd have to have yeah.
0: photoshop to open a PSD. yeah yeah um, somebody somebody with a longer foreheads than us kev are going to answer this for us they've yeah, heard hopefully. They, they've heard the stuttering here and thought i know how to do that you do x uh, and when, when we receive it, we'll read it out.
1: Wait wait one second, caller. Hold there. Uh, do XMP files work in Capture One? Capture One can read metadata in the following four formats. Embedded EXIF, Embedded IPTC-IIM, Embedded XMP, and XMP Sidecar file. So, note can. that only the XMP Sidecar files could be updated or modified so capture one can read
0: them there we go is that sorted then can i put a sorted stamp on that
1: yeah let's see there's a little bit of uh i sent some images out for color correction and had the xmp files returned i'm new to capture one from lightroom and would just i want to just read metadata and adjustments I've tried syncing and loading the metadata, but I'm not seeing it applied to the images. And the reply is, Capture One does not store images, image corrections in the XMP file, nor does it read Lightroom Photoshop corrections from the same. Corrections are either stored in the catalogue, if using catalogues, or inside the Capture One settings 131 folder sessions. Next answer is, no, they weren't. I sent the raw images. I'm fairly certain that Lightroom is the only application that stores adjustment files in the XMP file uh this is two years ago so that's on the capture one forum however it does say in this post here from february 2021 capture one can read metadata in embedded xmp and xmp sidecar files and uh, there's a little picture of something here uh right so there's an option No, know it's a it's a max mac thing and it's capture one so it's, it's my eyes are kind of not really understanding anything here but there's a setting somewhere under uh You've got a, uh, a a picture of a person, and it says image underneath it, and there's settings in there for cache, EIP packaging, editing, and metadata. Under metadata, there is an option that says auto-sync sidecar XMP, and the default is none. Then the second option is load, and the third option is full-sync. There you go. There's your answer. Go to the metadata settings in your Mac, capture one thing, and choose full-sync under auto-sync sidecar XMP.
0: God, Kev, i got a nosebleed during that. <laughs> I just went off and got drunk when you did that answer.
1: There we go. Um, I'm actually... Right, so what I'm going to do here
0: yeah.
1: is I'm going to save this image. Which I know we shouldn't really do that, but right. it's copyrighted by some some Capture One, whatever. And I'm going to actually, for the first time ever, yeah. paste it into the answer in the Fujicast Facebook group.
0: Yeah. There we go. Peter Foote has written in. Hello, good morning, Neil and Kev. When I was listening to the Fujicast earlier, uh, did I hear you correctly when you said... Apparently I said this. Never, I think I would have done. Never, 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 never. Did I say it four times? Delete images off the SD card while it's in the camera. In my lifetime, on and off uh, photography. I've never heard this advice before, says Pete. And occasionally I indeed have some uh, SD card problems. So maybe this is at the root of it. So uh, it sounds like Peter does delete as he goes along on um, on the camera, which we've both said, don't ever do that. For my benefit, and I'm sure for the benefit of many others, perhaps you cover on a subsequent program the correct process for image management and deletion, and why you gave this advice. There is a reason why you should. It's it's something to do with a directory within the file structure of the card, isn't it, Kev? The, why why, you, why why when you start deleting images, you can open a, a can of horrible electronic worms.
1: Yeah, you can, but it's going to. So we did. We have talked about this. It's you're going to be damn unlucky for it for something bad to happen if you delete images off the memory card in the camera. However, you know, you're introducing that element of unluckiness. So, you know, best practice is not to do it on the card, but... I mean, I've done it in the past on, you know, street photography workshops and various things like that I've deleted in the camera. Nothing no happened there, no. However, I was speaking into, speaking to Jeremy last week who said he did it once when he was on holiday and lost all of his images.
0: Yeah, and Zach Arias was another one of those, uh, those those professionals that said, don't do this because it's happened to me.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, just just don't do it just for the sake of, of uh, you know, you don't want to introduce any element of risk. Um, but, of course, there's going to be situations where perhaps if you're travelling and stuff and you've got no space and you, you really want to take some to, more yeah. pictures, yeah, yeah, then you you know you, you you might not have any choice. So in theory it should work. Uh you you know, ninety-nine point nine percent of the time you'll be fine, but mm. if you can help it, don't.
0: Just said, don't do w- what's the correct process for image management? Well, I, I assume really, do what we do, Kev, which is take it down into take it down. Into um, some some sort of software where you sort your images, and we both use um, uh, photo, one. photo one photo mechanic. Photo mechanic. <laughs> We're both struggling there. Photo mechanic. <laughs> sort your images out because that's a that's a sort of that's a positive choose rather than a negative delete, isn't it? Choose the ones that you want, um, copy them across onto your folder, uh, job done, and then uh, and then you can um, if you want to save them all like like you do, Kev. I think you save everything onto. Uh, uh, onto one drive for 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 a little while, don't you? And then you delete it if after three months or so somebody hasn't commented. wasn't Wasn't that the the idea? Isn't that what you do? Yeah,
1: yeah. So the the uned I mean, the rules that I've yeah, not yeah. done any work yeah. with, they get deleted. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it depends on your whether you're a full a professional, yeah. whether it's just a hobby, whatever, all that kind of stuff. But yes, I mean, uh, you know, when you bring it at some point, those images have to come off the memory cards to your phone, your computer, wherever you're whatever you're doing with them. So that's the time to to delete them. I would say, yeah.
0: It, and finally he does say it does of course beg the question uh, why do cameras have delete buttons and why do manufacturers produce manuals showing you how to delete without any warning mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. my experience very good question well for the very same reason that you know nine 99.9 percent of the time nothing's going to happen nothing's going to go wrong and as kev says yeah it could be quite handy if you want to free up some space on your card and you haven't been diligent enough to take out some spare cards mm-hmm. so that could that could that, that could definitely help you. And, yeah, a long, yeah. long, 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 long long time ago when we were shooting uh, with cameras that really only ever had one card slot, uh, I had to do that at a wedding because I'd left my card wallet at home and only had two cards, one in each.
1: Yeah, see, you know, I, I have in my glove compartment in my car is a box of memory cards.
0: I do now, yeah, 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 which is a very good idea.
1: Yeah, the fact is, you know, they can't. cameras can't not have the option to delete no. because... You know what would happen. You know, you you just have to have that. It should work, and it more than likely will be absolutely fine. But you know, top yeah. to you. Don't do it. It's my advice.
0: Right, have you got a question from, uh, I don't think it has to be a QQ, because I think we're doing okay for a bit of time. Yeah, we've got we got time for two more questions. So wh- what have we got, Kev, from FB?
1: Okay, so um, we have uh, Sam Huntley. This is a long one as well, and I haven't read it yet. So I do apologise if these questions have been covered in previous episodes of the podcast. I am a new listener, but loving the podcast. Yada, 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 yada. Uh, as someone new to photography, I recently purchased Affinity Photo, which is my first photo editing software. Oh, yeah. Despite reading some literature on how to use Affinity, I'm a little bewildered by all the different adjustments and the order in which I should process an image. Is this what you refer to as a workflow? As a result, I often feel I do not know where to start. Do you have a structured process with which you edit your photos? I'm also wondering, in what situations would you make use of film simulations? How do you know what ones to use? Do you shoot in RAW and the standard Provia simulation and then apply them later using Fujifilm's X-Raw Studio, or do you shoot them in camera? I really like classic film look, but struggle to replicate the results I've seen some people be able to achieve with them. Thanks for your awesome work, Sam Huntley. So there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff to cover here. Uh workflow generally uh, the terminology for workflow in my mind is the process of you know getting the images from your memory cards to the client. So workflow can involve yes, the actual adjusting of the images in Lightroom or Capture One or well, Affinity.
0: W- work- workflow yeah. starts at that very uh, thing we were just talking about picking the images, doesn't it? Starting with yeah, something like photo it's, mechanic it's, through to your folder, through to to structure, through to making a catalogue, through to and so on and so forth.
1: Yeah, it's the whole process, yeah. everything involved yeah. Yeah, in yeah, that yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, from from kind of the print po- point and all all that kind of stuff. Yeah. In what situations would you make use of film simulations? So I, I'm i of the, the kind of opinion that if you really like the film simulations in the camera, your best bet is to be shooting JPEG or JPEG plus RAW because Lightroom uh, and Capture One to a certain extent still do not give you an exact simulation that the camera the, the Fujifilm cameras um, offer you so Provia for example if you if you put Provia into your camera and you change some shadows highlights maybe sharpening all that kind of stuff it will not be exactly the same uh, when you download that JPEG as if you were editing a raw file in Lightroom and choose Provia uh, from the camera from the Adobe profiles be very close but it will not be exactly the same. So uh, I these days typically shoot raw and use um, presets, my presets to to edit. So, you know, that that makes sense for raw files. But, you know, in, in when I'm shooting my street photography and my personal work, I'm nearly always shooting JPEG plus raw and I typically shoot everything in black and white. So all of my JPEGs these days are black and white. I use the across plus R filter. for uh, Yeah, everything. <laughs> And, you know it's it's it really is a case of uh trying not to overcomplicate things find it's absolutely fine if especially if it's just a hobby to edit individual images differently so you might think this one looks nice in uh black and white with a bit of grain this one looks really nice in classic chrome with a you know a little bit of punch a yeah. little bit of clarity this one looks nice in sepia uh no That's nobody has ever said that. Um, So, you you know, that's fine. You can do what you want with your personal stuff, but if you're trying to put a body of work together, whether that's personal or professional, try and find a editing style, a look that you like. uh, And that's the only thing that's important that you like, not that, not that, you know, What you like might not necessarily be what other people like, but who cares? And, uh, you know, and stick to it. The workflow element comes into play. So in Affinity, I don't know, I've never used Affinity. I know it's very good, but I've never used it.
0: I'm hearing Um, you mention more and more times, actually.
1: I presume you can create, you know, built-in presets or whatever they call them. Um, You know, styles, if you like, which I think they're called in Capture One. And, you know, find one, build one that you like, save it. Don't include things like exposure, shadows, highlights, and stuff into your preset because that would be different per image. But anything like the, uh, the the film simulation, the look, the black and white saturation, uh, clarity, all of that kind of stuff, get that right. And then you can you can just at the click of one button, presumably yeah. in Affinity, just go boom, there we go.
0: Um, should we have a QQ or a longer one? What are we doing for time? Okay, we'll do this one from uh, Bob Demers. Hello from Bob. One of my favourite shortcuts for the X-T2 is invoking the format dialogue by holding down the delete button and then pressing the rear command dial. Yeah. Uh, Can you share your favourite shortcuts or secret maneuvers we You've got some secret manoeuvres, Kev.
1: Did you know I discovered that?
0: You you what, say?
1: I discovered that, that shortcut.
0: Did you? Is yeah. that is that yeah. your shortcut?
1: Yeah, that was no. Well, uh,
0: well, how does Bob know about it? He might have discovered that himself.
1: Well, this was years ago. I put it on my F sixteen website. So this is the quick way of getting to the uh to the delete menu uh, to the format menu yeah but it was never it was never published and then i i i don't know i can't remember i remember being i think i was in a coffee shop or something and i pressed these buttons and then the, the format thing came up and i was like oh that's interesting make a note of that and stuck it on my f16 website and then uh, what's, the, what's went... the
0: quickest way of doing it on the x100v kev uh I'm,
1: that... I'm not sure you can i don't think you can they, they kind of disabled it so why
0: because yeah because that's a really because you do have to go into the menus to 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 invoke the format dialogue um, on an X100. I think that's it? a good
1: thing, I have to say. Why is that, though? Well, you don't want to be accidentally pressing the wrong buttons. You know, imagine you accidentally do that, that No but you format up, up, yeah, up and press it.
0: Yeah, but you still have to choose to then do it. True, but, so you know, it's a you two step process hand present. the
1: camera to someone else or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, oh. whatever. I don't know is the answer, but personally, I never, ever ever use shortcuts for my format ever
0: have you not what 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 are your favorite shortcuts i
1: don't really have any i don't use the Q menu i don't use the my menu menu um i i have my function buttons set up depending on the camera so on the xt5 i will have my top function button top right plate set to photometry because they um they have removed the photometry dial from the uh, sub-dials on the x well they did it on the xt4 I have that set to photometry. My the front um, function button I have set to shutter, electric, mm. electronic, or um, mechanical shutter.
0: The one right on the front, the
1: the one right on the front, yeah, next that, to the lens. That's what I do. Yeah. Um, the all of the other function buttons, such as the ones on the D pad, the ones on the touchscreen, are disabled. Don't yeah. use them. Uh, they're the only two things that really that I use. And uh, you know, like I said, just I never use the Q menu. I never use the My Menu menu. Uh, my menu, yes. menu.
0: Uh, my menu, menu. I, I, with the X100V um i wonder whether you do the same thing uh, as i do with the uh, the function button what what's your function the top on the top plate the function button what what do you Photometry. oh photometry. okay Yeah, i not that funny i have mine i've mine set to uh, the nd filter for that one because i use that uh, feature such a lot
1: yeah no I don't it's photometry and shutter all of them that's that's really as, I, I get them as close as possible yeah, yeah. that's it pretty much
0: well thank you for your questions please keep sending them in um, if you want to send them by email um, then send them to uh, click at fujicast.co.uk click at fujicast.co.uk if you want to send them in via Facebook book of face how do we do that Kev
1: go to facebook go to join the futurecast uh facebook group it's a very friendly place (laughs) and there's a pin thread at the top questions for the show and uh we will we've got a lot actually at the minute i've got quite a backlog yeah
0: yeah well we might have to go every week over christmas kev yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's Christmas already,
0: just, isn't it? I know. We 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 were talking about our Christmas special, but as usual, I think we're going to run out run out of time. In, just outside the window here, Kev, this is really cute. There's a little squirrel. I, I'm I kid you not, looking through the window. <laughs> Look at him. Oh, he's what colour away squirrel now. is he? Oh, he's grey, not a red one. Mm. Uh, it would be lovely if we had red ones round here, but unfortunately, the uh, the red ones um, we don't see many of them in the UK at all. You get them in the Isle of Wight, and I think a few up north, but uh, but. Uh, um, or in the north. Yeah. But, yeah, but pretty rare. Yeah, pretty yeah. Rare. The grey squirrels came across, I think, from America, didn't they? And they I don't know but
1: they... one thing's for sure he's after Barney's food
0: uh, <laughs> Barney'll that's have him that's why he's
1: in your garden Barney'll
0: have him <laughs> anyway that's it for this week keep sending your questions in and uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks time bye bye The FujiCast is an independent loading zone production email the show with your questions and words of wisdom to click at fujicast.co.uk email any complaints and political nonsense to our wives who will deal with your comments in their own good time and in their own good way.